Good day and welcome to this latest edition of Security in a Zero Trust World, powered by Unisys. As always, I'm your host, Steve Mullen. It's not even close to an exaggeration to say that the COVID-19 pandemic has changed everything. In fact, it's a pretty safe assumption that for a long time, we'll be talking about life in terms of pre-pandemic and post-pandemic. The business world obviously has changed in ways that no one could have anticipated. While large numbers of employees have started working from home, there are still portions of the working world that have to take place outside. Despite all of the changes, though, cybersecurity threats aren't slowing down. Joining us for this episode to talk about how companies are navigating all of these changes is a very special guest, Eric Hutto, President and Chief Operating Officer at Unisys. Eric, thanks so much for taking the time to be with us today. Thank you, Steve. Glad to be on and uh, hope everybody's doing well and staying safe. Uh, absolutely. Uh, and first off, speaking of which, how are you and your family faring during this pandemic? Well, um, you know, I think when our company went remote, I was on a global town hall and I, I, I travel, you know, a lot every year. And I said, being home for four weeks for the first time in maybe 15 years, I realized I was married with three kids and two dogs, you know, because I've never been home that much. So, so that was the big adjustment. The family's healthy, everybody's safe, but two elementary boys, uh, you know, going through online schooling, my wife running the PTA remotely, and then, of course, I running Unisys remotely, we've all had to learn how to uh, adjust to the rhythm of the household now. It's a little different, but everybody's great. Thanks for asking. That's good Good to hear. We've, we've all had quite a bit of an adjustment, and we do want to talk about the management issues that this crisis has created. What are the steps that Unisys management took to ensure it could continue operating and operating securely in this new reality? Well, you know, look, I think one of the things that we did early on was we probably removed people from our facilities a bit faster, you know, and uh, we have obviously technologies that we provide to our clients for remote access management and security. We already deployed those inside our own company. So we utilize our own solution sets. So we were able to pretty much take 18,000 people remotely in, you know, just about a week. And we knew it would be secure uh, because we operate with our own, again, our own solution sets. So I think that's one key, right, was to move quickly and, and to get people out of harm's way, right? Because none of us knew what this pandemic was going to do. None of us knew really a lot about COVID-19 at the time. We know so much more today. I think the other thing that we did, obviously, was uh, communicate with our clients immediately that we had enacted our business continuity plan and that, you know, we, we were taking all those steps to ensure that their businesses could continue to operate. You know, we support a lot of hospitals banks and financial institutions, and those are essential services, right, to the world economies and to keep everything kind of moving during that time so we knew we couldn't falter. So quick, quick communication, clarity of our business plan, communicating to our, our associate base of what they need to be doing, uh, you know, acquiring all the personal protection equipment we could at the time and getting it into the hands of our field engineers. They're our front lines, if you will. I just kudos our procurement organization and to everybody who rallied the SLT that was very supportive quickly in shutting down these facilities and going remote. You know, I think that that played a lot of dividends into how it has impacted our associate base and and it, we've had no disruption of services to our clients. And I think that's because of the communication, the cooperation, and the the quickness of which we moved into our business continuity and getting out of our facilities. Now you mentioned clients a couple of times. Obviously, how are you continuing to support those clients during the crisis uh, specifically? One of the things that we obviously we do is 
our field engineers, they go into facilities, right, client sites or, or places where we need to fix things. We retain our associate base. We worked very quickly and hard to make sure that wherever around the world we could, we could take advantage of governments and their support of employment uh, in the world, that we kept our associates employed. But that kept our people focused on clients. And that also gave us the ability to serve, right? We, can, we, we didn't have any misses, any gaps. And I think that was an important strategy of the company, right, is to take that approach. Our remote capabilities and monitoring, right, a lot of the services we provide, we, we actually do remote. And our network monitoring to security monitoring, all those things can be done remote. So if you think about our services, Steve, a lot of them were obviously essential, and a lot of them were already done off-site. You know, that's the revenue mix. And in the revenue mix where our field engineers are going out and taking care of things, you know, that business slowed down a bit, right? Supply chain issues coming in with parts that were necessary for those engineers to take on site and repair something, that was disrupted. So, you know, we had a little bit of a, a volume fall there. But, uh, again, our engineers are well-equipped with PPE, um, ready and good communication of what they can and can't do, right? If they're not comfortable, they don't go in. And so I think our clients have been amazing because they themselves have also relaxed some of the standards and some of the things that they had in place before so that we could jointly figure out how to do this during this time, right, and still be able to, to get things done. Yeah, you absolutely have to be creative to get things done right now. And, uh, you know, with this podcast, we talk mostly about cybersecurity issues, so I do have to ask about that. You know, the business world has obviously changed in so many ways due to this pandemic. And with more people working from home, that's led to more reliance on cloud services. Considering all the changes, how should companies prioritize cybersecurity right now? I think it is the priority. Look, we there are great cloud companies out there, right? We work with all of them. And they have amazing technologies. But when you think about business before COVID uh, arrived, businesses were planning like two, three-year digital transformations, right? They was always a, an event over time. The world went pretty digital in about, you know, a few weeks. Um, and, and so when you rush into what, you know, just a few months before was a two, three-year planning cycle and journey, uh, and you do it in a few weeks, you know there's inherent risks that are being introduced, right? Because we just didn't have the time to run through all the scenarios and the testing and, you know, all the things you would normally do uh, if you were going to make that kind of a shift in how you operate your company. And so, you know, clouds are important. They'll become more important. Security, you're not going to take yourself to the cloud if you know it's not secure. You, you won't take it to a private cloud if you don't think it's secure. I don't know that a lot of the workforce will ret- return immediately back into facilities. I mean, you see lots of companies announcing they're not going to go back to January. We ourselves, are, we will come back as a hybrid model. We won't require everybody to go back. We've been able to run our company 100% remote practically. So all of that is going to change the demand. And so VPNs weren't built to handle 100% of a company remote. They were built to handle some people remote. So they're struggling and failing. Security breaches are happening everywhere, right? They're still rogue countries that want to, you know, do harm. And we read about it every day. And we're, we've got to just make sure we sit back and put security first and foremost before we start moving to the cloud and, and, and trying to get everything out to the cloud. Certainly can be done. Uh, I'm not you know, necessarily an advocate of everything has to be out in the cloud, but I certainly would tell you that most things will end up in the cloud, assuming it is secure. But step back from the cloud. You're now working from home. So, so what have you done to home networks? 
and home Wi-Fi's that were not contemplated to be running companies from that location, right? You always had people dial into email or get on Zoom calls, but now you're talking about closing your financial books remotely, right? You're operating your human resources. Everything is now being addressed from remote workers over networks and Wi-Fi's and routers that, well, you know, you don't really know a lot about. You don't know how well they've been up, kept up. You don't know how well your associate's devices are kept up. So I, I do think this is, a, you know, it's about cybersecurity, but I think that security just got a lot more complex. That's absolutely true. The whole world has changed. Yeah. Eric Hutto, president and COO of Unisys, we really, really appreciate your time today. Thank you very much for being here. Thanks, Steve. Everybody stay safe, stay healthy. Make sure you don't miss a single episode of this podcast series by subscribing at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and elsewhere. And leave us a review so we know what you think. We hope everyone's staying safe during this time, and thanks for listening to this episode of Security in a Zero Trust World, powered by Unisys. I'm Steve Mullen.